Hello everyone and welcome to another Sermon of the Week. I'm Scott Lutz and today um, we're going to be talking about how God measures success. Okay, so how does God measure success? We're going to be reading out of James 1, 2 through 7 and then we're going to talk about this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, for who gives generously to all who find finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. The man should not think he, he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and stable in all he does. The, bro the brother is humble in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position. But the one who is rich should take pride in his own in his low position because he will pass away like a flower wild flower for the sun rises with scorched heat and withers the plant its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed in the same way the rich man will fade away even while he goes out about his business blesses a man who preserves under trial because when he has stood the test he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when, by his own evil desire, he is dragged away and enticed. Then after, de after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my bro dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like sh shifting shadows. He, ch he chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a, a kind of first fruits of all he created. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, not slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you who can, sa who can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what is... It says, anyone who listens to the word who does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not for getting what he has heard, will, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his 
religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts a pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Okay, so I kind of got carried away with this one. Apparently, I had a lot to say about this. So um, it's going to be a rather long one today, but let's go ahead and delve in. How do you measure success? The world tells us that success is measured by having millions and billions of dollars. But houses, big houses, large families, having many lovers, and how big a church is and how rich that pastor is, the world tells us if we can afford all the toys we want, then you are successful. If you have power and money, then you are successful. If you have the job and career you want, you are successful. So the world measures success by materialism and how big your social life is. But God measures success differently. How does God does not measure success the way the world does. Success in God's eyes is about your faith and how well you preserve through temptations and tests. If God gives wealth to a believer or power, is it's not because the person is the best Christian than that ever ever lived. It's because their mission is to use their power and wealth as tools to share the message of Jesus, and giving a Christian political power is to make sure that a nation is staying on the path of righteousness, and to keep laws from being passed that keep Christians from spreading the gospel. In fact, God gives believers unlimited resources can be a test of it on its own. And how is that a test? Well, because are you going to glorify God with that um, wealth and power? Or are you going to um, just indulge and be a glutton and live your life um, according to world standards? So you have to figure that that's a test on its own. Okay, so God does not measure success the way the world does okay um but god measures success whether or not a person stands firm during the test the test and tribulation failure to succeed in god god's eyes is not following god's will not giving god praise giving in to temptation and not surrendering to god Okay, just give me a second here. Falling into temptation is not God's will. And as believers, it is up to all of us to make sure that our brothers and sisters in Christ don't fall into temptation. And that is and that is done by praying for one another because temptation is of the flesh and Satan uses the desires of a sinful nature to tempt us into sin. As a result, believers need to band together and be the army of and family of God and pray for one another so God protects us from temptation. And we can pray ourselves as well. And we just need to trust in the Lord that he will deliver us from that. A person who falls in temptation may not be able to see what they are doing because sin has taken over their thought process and are and they are now under demonic influence. That doesn't mean that they're demon-possessed, but they the demons that they've let in are now influencing their thought process, okay? And have, they have been blinded to, um, to 
the truth, okay? Um, but let me tell you, when God opens your eyes, he really opens them, and that's when the shock and awe comes in. And temptation doesn't just affect the person who falls into, into it. It hurts the whole church, community, and the family. Failure in God's eyes is when the believers are divorced, when believers are divorced because someone in the marriage can't stop their sin. It hurts the church if the pastor or church leader falls into sin. It hurts friendships if someone can't get away from the sin. God doesn't bring temptation on, but he allows it if he knows that there is a secret sin in our hearts. And he allows temptation because it's part of the test that is he is putting into your life at the at the moment. Like Job was tempted to denounce God with through his pain and struggles. But he but he passed the test by standing firm during the test and giving God the glory through the test. God is not the tempter Satan is. And if we let Satan in somehow, then we are more likely to be tempted. And God wants you to repent on of the sin when you fall into temptation. He his plan is for you to grow in your faith when you are give are forgiven through the repent that repentance. If you don't repent, we can expect for destruction to come our way. God wants us to repent for falling into temptation. And if we haven't given into the temptation to turn to the Lord, and God doesn't want you to ask forgiveness, and God doesn't want you to ask forgiveness of the sin, but to stop the sin altogether. Uh, wait a minute. That's sorry. That's wrong. God does want you to ask forgiveness of the sin, but to and He um, also wants you to stop the sin altogether. And God loves us and will discipline us to keep us from sinning. And that discipline is painful, but it helps us to grow in the Lord. Let's read Hebrews. Let's head to Hebrews now. I got to get to Hebrews myself. All right, so give me just a second. There we are. Okay, so let's read Hebrews 12, 1 through 13. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning in shame, its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, and you have forgotten the word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for, for it. How much more should we submit to 
the Father of our spirit, spirits and live. Our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. Not No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be dis- disabled, but rather healed. Okay, so um, God disciplines those who are willing to repent of the sin. He loves us all, but um, he, some people will not repent of that sin. And who he knows, are, and he disciplines those who are willing to repent. Okay, so the good news is God won't give us what we can't handle when it comes to testing us. If you are a strong believer, then you will be tested because God wants us to grow in faith. Um, Part of that love is for us to grow in faith, and only God can grow our faith. We can't do it on our own. Because God wants you to grow in faith, tests can can be temporary or for life. God always will always give you a way out of the temptation because that means for things to be discovered, um, you need to discover and discover that you have sin in your heart. And if a sin is discovered, you won't even want to do it again because you will remember the pain it caused and the embarrassing moment it was when you were discovered because you will be disciplined when you were you are discovered um, you will be um, you will be uh, confronted when you're discovered, and these things will keep you from wanting to sin again. So God does plan. Uh, so if you're sinning secretly, believe it, you're going to be discovered. Okay, you can't get away with sin um, forever. Tests never feel good. But the idea to keep you from sinning ever again, and this type of test is meant to to get you to humble yourself before the Lord and repent. God will always make sure you your sin is discovered. Allowing temptation in our life is not the only way God tests us, by the way. Okay. Um, remember, tests always are from God, but temptation never comes from God. A test is meant for you to grow in your faith. Be strong in your faith when trials and tribulations occur. Even though tests are painful most of the most of the time, but it's not meant to destroy you. Here are ways you are tested. 1. God can take your health or allow a loved one to get sick. God will test you by refusing to heal that person or to take away the illness you are suffering from. The goal is for you to believe God is still the great healer and to praise him even if you see your loved one suffering or if you yourself are, are, are suffering. Will you only praise him when you, you or your loved one are healthy or if you are health or illness or Will you only praise him when you're healthy? Illness can cause a person's faith to grow. The goal is to preserve and trust in the Lord. Two, God allow allowing a loved one to die. This test is difficult for anyone who goes through this. 
I know people who can give you te a testimony on how they lost children to disease or whatever happened and their spouse before their time. But God knows that this breaks our heart when we go through the death of a loved one. But God wants us to remember that death will only will one day be defeated and he wants us to praise him no matter the situation. So the test is again to trust in the Lord and to believe in the resurrection that we will one day be in heaven to be with the, that loved one again. God will also use death to get people to think about eternity. And therefore someone can turn to Jesus when that loved one dies. And if they are healed, then, you, then that's a great testimony. Financial and material loss. This test is meant to grow our faith that Material things are not what God wants us to pursue in lot in this life. It also teaches us to be better stewards. It is meant to humble us and to trust in the Lord to keep to be great provider to be the great provider. But will you trust in the Lord even if God never restores your money or keeps you in debt? God wants us to trust and praise him in all situations. So this test is to grow our faith that God is the great provider. So God, so trust God with our livelihood and nothing else. And number four, rejection. Rejection and broken dreams. Jesus was rejected by those he loved. He was betrayed by those he loved, but he still forgave. God will allow rejection into your life to learn to love like Jesus and to forgive. He will also allow rejection when you are right on, are not on the right, right path. Or sometimes God tells you to do something and instead are give, of giving you victory, you receive defeat. Me and my wife have always wanted to be parents. Even though we tried and even though we even tried to go through adoption and prayed about it, God still said no. I have, through my life, pursued many goals. Some of these goals I believed God had me pursue. Only God to keep me from, and only to keep me from success in the end. And that's sometimes what God does to grow our faith, to have, to learn how to trust in Him. So, what do I do? Do I stop serving the Lord because I? of my broken heart and broken dreams? No. I trust in him and serve him and worship him no matter what. God's grace is sufficient for us. He loves us and wants us to trust in him and to know that he is God and to be like so, ma so many people who trusted in him without knowing the outcome and without knowing where, where the path led. We need to trust in the Lord through the test and stand firm. Because in the end, we will see him glorified, and we will have victory, and we will be the better for it. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear God, I just praise you. I lift you up, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord. Please be with us in the test. Please guide us through the test. Please help us to stay away from temptation and to focus on you, Lord. Forgive us for any time we've sinned. And Lord, we just pray that you help us to stay on the right road. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day.